Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Back on live, y'all know the vibes, man. PSA boys in the building, man. With three and watch, watch what's good, my G. What's good, my G? Let's get into this, man. We are going to the boogie down Bronx, the hip hop mother this ish. Um, I say Fat Joe Don Carter Gina. You say what, my G? One of the one of the greatest rappers. In terms of longevity, someone who's uh, reinvented his career over and over again, um, it, is, it is remarkable that Fat Joe has had a career from the beginning of the 90s to a thriving, flourishing career throughout hip-hop and basically never, never went away. So the fact mm. that he outlasted so many of his uh, peers was, was pretty amazing. And um, he always he always had his ear to the to the ear to the culture. Yes. So uh, let's yes. get it. And here's my thing, Watts. If you go back to the '90s, though, a lot of times, listen. If you guys never heard me and Watson's top fifty rappers of the '90s, I can't remember off the top of the dome where we had Fat Joe listed, but I'm pretty sure we had list, we had him listed very high, Watts. And you know, a lot of talk we talk about guys in the '90s, whether it's Meth. Um, we give kudos to Nas, Big, Hove, and everything like that. Not saying you and I because we're in the know, but do you think as the coach itself, they don't have Fat Joe sitting at the table with those gentlemen in the 90s? Well, they seem like they don't, but I just know right. that as we talk about his career, he was a, he, he was a major part in my hip-hop career because it wasn't like That's... I didn't buy his music or listen to it. You know what I'm saying, and I and he actually had a major major part because that pun era of Fat Joe is a five mic <clears throat> ever to me. That era <clears throat> was a five mic ever to me. Ninety six to ninety nine Fat Joe era, I I was mm-hmm. that, I was all in. I was all in in that era. Um, he got to the first album in ninety three, right? His first album, The Gangster, in ninety three, right? To represent everything like Fat that. Fat Joe the Gangster, Fat Joe the Gangster produced. By Diamond D, and with the lead single that Red Alert used to play every day, and I'm not exaggerating, he played FloJo every day. That I mean, that song was he just played it nonstop. You know what I'm saying? First of all, what did you think Let about the production for FloJo? Is FloJo a Hollis is a Smithsonian song? We we always talk about Smithsonian because of Mickey Facts, but is that a Smith? Let the world know. That is definitely a Hall of Fame first ballad Smithsonian song in the hip hop culture, isn't it? I, I think it is, and I think it's a it's a it's a combination of the phenomenal production from Diamond D and, and Fat Joe's 
just hard lyrics. And people got to understand, Diamond D was very much in demand during this era. He had Thanks. already dropped what I consider a classic album in Stunts, Blunts, and Hip Hop. Yes. And mm-hmm. Fat Joe, and Fat Joe, let me just say this, Fat Joe repped the Bronx to the death. Like, I thought mm. Fat Joe repped the Bronx like, you know, Smith and Weston and yeah. Buckshot Shorty and Biggie and Big Daddy Kane repped Brooklyn. Or, or yeah. like, you know, Mob Rep Queens, he repped yeah. the Bronx to yeah. the fullest. Yeah, so his mm-hmm. first album, man, it has gems on it. Today. First of all, I, I bought his first album. Did you buy it? Facts. Of course. That was a must. We had to buy that. Though. Okay, so, so I'm Joe, I, the fat gangster and all that, um, the joint with Grand Poobah and Diamond D, I rocked with Heavy. That was my joint. You know what I mean? uh, he had another guest appearance that I really loved. He had "You Must Be Out of Your Mind" with Apache and Cool G Rap. You got to understand Apache. when you like, yo, why he got some dude named Apache on it? Well, Apache had a Gangster banger. Apache Gangster had a super banger. You know what I'm saying? And, yo, on the low, I bought his album off for that. I bought his album off for the strength of that. I ain't gonna lie. Apaches? I bought Apache album. And, and he had another That's song after that. My nigga. I think a lot of us bought Apache's album. Let's keep it real, son. Because at that time, once we had the first album, yeah, it was a must. It was a must to buy Apache. I, I, it's not. I don't think that's out there. That's a reach. I bought the Beat Nuts also. He had the Beat Nuts on here. The Beat Nuts version. I love the Beat Nuts. You know what I'm saying? Jersey was making a lot of things during this era too. You know, with Tretch, Red Man, yeah. and and Apache. Like Apache. I was in Lords of the Underground. Like. They were really mm-hmm. a part of Four my hip hop playlist, but uh, right. I really, I really, uh, I liked his song "Shorty Got a Fatty." That was a, that was a, that was one of my anthems. Shorty got a fatty. Um, the, the way Fat Joe used to rap back, back, to always say "Check it." I used, so every time I used to listen to a mob, "Check it," you can just tell. That's a '90s thing, though. Why? Oh, we gonna just yeah, credit yeah, that? Yeah, I know. I know. No, it's a '90s thing, though. Check it, though. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, you can just tell it was a. He was so in the right. era. That's what I'm saying. Like this <laughs> man lived hip hop. That's the one thing about Fat Joe. Fat Joe is quick to be telling you how he was this street dude and all this kind of stuff. Man, Fat Joe spent mm-hmm. a lot of time in the studio. Man, he's a student of hip hop. <laughs> he is constantly working and rapping. Yo, and he's great point. You know what I'm saying? Great point. Like great point. He spent a lot of time dealing with hip hop in the '90s. You know. <laughs> So he, he, whatever he was doing in the street, he clearly was right. doing a lot in hip hop too. Okay. So right. you know, I thought his first album was. Good. I want to say this for me personally. What before we, my what album, we think about for me personally. Yes. What do we think about the shit is real remix though with Primero? I love that, my dude. Like, I love that song. The shit is real. Now, let's remix. talk about this. Let's talk about this. We always talk about Premier used to work with MOP, Biggie, mm-hmm. Nas, right? Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. come? No one talks about the fact that Premier rocked with Fat Joe heavy. Yes, like, he gave yes, Fat yes. Joe lots of love. Yes. Like, people act like successful they didn't realize these dudes have remix. a lot of music together. Fam, he gave him a success remix also. Let's be real on that. Like, he laced them. That gangster shit, laced them also on Dark Heart of Gina. Laced them on the, um, on the um, Dark Side album he did a couple years ago. Like, you're absolutely right. And I'm glad you brought that to the table because, once again, when I interviewed Billy Dance, I had to let him know, fam, Nas, Jay, and Big gets a lot of love for Premier. Of course, Google Watch, of course, that's a no-brainer. 
But MOP and Fat Joe, like those guys, in my opinion, they don't get a lot of love for being synonymous with Premier's name. They have a lot of fire drinks that you and I rocked with heavy. You know what I mean? And we had the jazz face listening to those drinks. You know what I mean? Um, what did you think about Fat Joe's second album, Jealous Ones Heavy, in 1995, my guy? Two years later, and Joe Crack well, is back at So, So me and you always talk about 1995, right? And when we talk about 1995, we always yes. go back to the four main albums that we like the most. Mm-hmm. And people, please mm-hmm. don't get mad that it's not... But Fat Joe dropped in 1995, and once again, three, why did me and you buy that album? Like, we listened to Cuban Links, we listened to Infamous, we listened to The Shining, but why did we immediately, when this album come out, why did we buy it? Because, my dude, it's Fat Joe, and, and, and let's be real, I just feel at that time, watch, you and I love hip-hop so much that we just was buying anything that was hot, and we knew Fat Joe was that dude, so we, did, we, we and we're from New York, let's keep it real, that does play a big part in everything like that. So that, it was a no-brainer to get Jealous One's Envy, in my opinion. Like you said at the beginning of the show, this nigga repped the Bronx, so as me and you as Brooklyn dudes, we didn't just rap We didn't just rep for our borough also. We love rappers from Queens. We love rappers from Long Island, all over. You know what I'm saying? So we know Fat Joe. We thought the Bronx, it was Joe Crack and Canvas One that we showed. You know what I'm saying? And, and let's be real. I like this album. I thought it was a solid three-and-a-half my album, my opinion, was Jealous One's Envy, my opinion. Yo, my man, I'm going to tell you that. right now, I really, I really like this album. And like you dedication talked about earlier, first of all, my nigga, I love Dedication, though. Dedication was my joint. I did, too. I dedica- dedication was my joint, too. And let mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. clear, just look at his production, L.E.S. Y'all know L.E.S. from where? From L. Man. Nas. From his work Nas. with Nas. That's how y'all know L.E.S. So, you know... This was the era when we was fanatical into the credits. You know what I'm saying? We got to pull up. Yes. We got to pull up paper out the, the cassette, <laughs> read the credits and shit. You remember that era? Mm-hmm. That was important. Yep. Um, first time you heard Big Pun. First yes. time you heard Big yes. Pun is on this album. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Man, I'm, this is I'm not, no, not, Think watch. about this, y'all. Stay there for a second watch. Now, do you think the masses, when they first heard Big Pun, did he blow us away in the sense like cannabis blew us away when we first heard him on um, Beast from the East? I don't think he did. I'm be honest. As much as I love so, Pun, I gotta be honest. So let me tell you. So let me tell you. He didn't, right? But let me tell you when he did. He did a remix. Firewater. Firewater. With oh! Pond. oh my God. Jesus Christ. And let me tell you something Fire right Mike. there. Let me tell you. Fire Mike. I, Fire Mike. I became a Fanatical big pun. I mean, big pun on that. That that's verse, the verse big pun spent on on the. That's the verse. Watch. That's the verse that's where East. big pun became on my big time radar. Like I yes. really yes. rocked with it, like heavy. And I remember yeah. the mixtape yeah. was playing that crazy. That's how I heard it first right. on, on, on the mixtape. Um, just right. just to tell you. So think about this. Nineteen ninety five. Fat Joe. Introduces Big Pun. You got the, the you got the Issues Real remix with DJ Premier. Mm-hmm. You got Success with DJ Premier. Like, come on, man, he's rocking with DJ Premier heavy, man. Like, you you, you have to respect that. Uh, Fat Joe was mm-hmm. absolutely respected in hip hop circles. So to me, I really enjoyed this album. Like, people think we only listen to the infamous The Cuban Links '95. Hell right. no, man. I was always listening right. to hip hop. So what you think? I was in mass stuff for the two. So this was dope album to me. Dope album. Dope album. Let me ask you a question, Wyatt. Uh, Let me ask you a question. Because 
Hold on. I, I remember us doing the 1995 Hip Hop Appreciation, right? And you and I, of course, we spoke about this album, right? Now, all the albums we spoke about in 95, was Fat Joe, as nice as he was, was it hard for him because of the level of competition of the top-notch guys? Even though he sat at the table, he was nice just as these guys, but maybe those other brothers we speak about in 95 got way more love than him? And is it fair that he got more love than him in a sense? Well, you know what? I couldn't, I couldn't tell in 95 because I got Fat Joe's album and it got regular rotation. You know what I'm saying? Because basically, you know, we get a hip-hop album. Like, by the time I got Fat Joe's album, I wasn't listening to The Shining anymore because The Shining came out in January of 95. So I had played it out. So each album that I would get, I would play it out because you played all the time. And then when the next album came out, you play album for two to three months straight. Right. Then the next album right. come out, I'm on that. So, so Fat Joe you know what, had his moment I, in that era. I don't mean to be this guy watch, but man, it's like it was like Christmas for you and I in the '90s. We had so much albums to just listen to back and front. My nigga, think about that for a second. Watch, not to go on a rant right quick, but for me and you to be able to play Fat Joe and then go to Raekwon and then go to Infamous and then go to Smith and Wesson, it was just a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? Like. To just go through those tapes and be like, okay, I'm, I'm listening to that and I'm going to this. I'm going to this. I'm going to that. It was just a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? Um, but listen, a lot of, like I said again, we're in 1998 right now, and Joe Crack drops Don Carter Genius. So right now, watch, we're in the third album in, in, in Fat Joe discography in the 90s. Now, do I think he had the Mob Deep Red Man run in the 90s of, of, of those kind of albums? I got to be honest, this is a fat joy appreciation, but I can't say that overall. I think he had dope songs, but I, I don't know if I'm going to put them in the Marv Deep, um, Redman 90s run of albums. It's just albums. Songs, yes. Overall albums, I can't say that. So now we're on the Don Cartagena album. Mm-hmm. This is, in my opinion, Fat Joe's greatest album. Yes, I agree. Um, I agree with that. I'm going to tell you this right now. There is no fast-forward material, in my humble opinion. This album really rang bells to me. This is, to me personally, it is a personal classic. Like you want to have, right? Uh, great. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm giving this. I'm giving this a. I'm giving this four and a half because it I'm really, really rang bells. Uh, it came out, this is when, by this time, we absolutely know who Big Pun is. We we absolutely, Big Pun had You Ain't the Killer, and, you know, his album, Capital Punishment, had already come out. So we absolutely knew who Big Pun was. And on this album, it was Big Pun and Terror Squad heavy. And the production, uh, first of all, I thought Fat Joe blended commercial appeal and street perfectly on this album. This is my favorite Fat Joe album of all time. Yeah. Like, it's I just my favorite. And I I'm going to tell you what's funny. I ask a lot of people about Fat Joe, and they always say Don Carter Jr. is their favorite album. Across the board. Um, I'm going to tell you this right now. He has several five mic songs on here. Several. Not one. Several. Uh, let me just ask you. What did you think about John Blaze? Hey, break down who you had the best verses. Go ahead. <laughs> Let's be real, though. Now, we always talk about collaboration joints to watch. Is John Blaze at the table with Headbanger, Scenario, Band from TV, 
the blackout with whole X and that is 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 John Blaze at the table with those joints, Watts. Let's go there first. It's 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 a dope, dope collaboration, but I don't have it as bad from T V dope. Yeah. But headbanging. Yeah. Verbal intercourse, eye for an eye. I don't have it there with it though. I don't have I, I don't well, have I it with those either. No, I'm asking Listen, you, man, do you have right? it with those? No, I don't. No, I don't. Nah. Okay, I, I don't, don't need one. But, I'm not but gonna, I think it's very dope, gonna, though. I don't. Yeah, yeah, of course. My dude, you got Fat Joe Nas pun kissing Ray Kwan on a joint, my dude. You get what I'm saying? I did like Ray, Ray's verse. I thought Ray Kwan body this, though. I'm going to keep it real, Watts. I thought Ray Kwan body this, my nigga. I thought Ray's verse. But Pun's verse was kind of... This is young Jada Kiss, though. This is Jada Kiss in his prime 98 Jada. This really, this really tells you who Fat Joe really thought was just them dudes, right? Like you got Ray, you got Nas, you got Kiss. Like you, you, you really getting, you getting young, young Kiss. You getting Ray, yeah. you know Ray doing yeah. it, and you get not like, like it's yeah. just a dope collaboration. Um, yeah. So this, this was fire. Let me tell you another song that I. Let me tell you a song that I that talks to my soul, man. I thought Misery Love Company, man, is one of my all-time favorite songs, man. Come on, son. Misery Love Company is classic, though. I think the production, um, Ghetto Pros and the Beat Nuts, man, I thought... Wait, hold on. I thought Hulk was five mics. Top five? Dogs, you don't think Misery Love Company is a top five Fat Joe song? Because I do. Yes, I do. With Norby? Yes, I do. I think it is. And I think... I think I think Nori. I think this is a great, a great. <laughs> like I said, remember I said this a couple of five months. I think this is this is a five month yeah. song to me. I yeah, I agree. This is five months song to me. I agree. Um, I agree. Listen, I even liked when he went. I like Don Cartagena. I like Don Cartagena I also. Fat Joe was I do like Don Cartagena. I thought, yeah, I thought he was. He was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I like that gangster shit. I'm sorry, man. That gangster shit. That gangster shit with, with, with Primo met the world of me, man. <laughs> I love that song, B. I ain't going to hold you. I love um, that gangster shit. Let me give you another song that I thought was fire. Bet Your Man Can't. Bet Your Man Can't Do It Like That. Like, I thought that was another yeah, yeah. dope, that song dope, dope collaboration. That song was dope. Yo, so I yo, this shout album out to, to me. He also had, he also had Bone on the album also on Don Cartagena. He had Lazy Bone and Crazy Bone on his project also. I remember that because people thought he was dissing them. Because remember, remember in 1995 yeah. he did a video and, and and people thought he was dissing them because like, but ladies and gentlemen, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Bone Thugs and Harmony. People thought he was he was clowning and making fun of themselves. And he squashed that. They, he squashed uh, they, those rumors real quick. They squashed double the track. You right. Squashed um, Let's watch those rumors. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man. Three albums in the 90s for Jump Dog, with Fat Joe. Hold up. So, let's go to the next year. And mm-hmm. what is your take on the Terror Squad album? Um, I think the Terror Squad album is all right. When Diplomatic, when, when Dipset got together, we an album together. I thought that was dope, right? I don't know if people 
where people hold Terror Squad's album at that, though? Like, where do they put that? Is it near to their hearts? I think. Did it impact everyone? Like, it had some joints on here, man. It had, um, was a Pastor Glock joint on there. It was dope, the Triple Threat song. Yes, 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 yes. You remember yeah. that joint? Yeah, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm asking you this. How did you buy the Terror Squad album? We just had two, fat, got, two fat Joe. We got Fat Joe and Pun in '98, and then in '99 they came out the Terror Squad album. Did you immediately buy it? Did you wait or? Uh, I bought how it. How soon did you get? It? I'm gonna be honest. Because of Pun, I bought it immediately. I like the whole crew, my man. I didn't have a, I didn't have a problem with the Terror Squad as a group. I'm gonna be real. I like thought Cuban, was, listen, I thought Cuban Links. I always thought Cuban Links had promise. Armageddon, Triple C, and Prospect, they was okay. I thought Tony Sunshine was dope also. I thought Fat Joe could have done more with Tony Sunshine, but that's a different story for a different day. But I did I'm going to tell you right now, man. You know what I mean? I'm going to tell you something about this album. That First of all, um, this is a five-mic song on here, man. This is a five-mic song on here that talks to my soul as much as Stick to your guns. And you know how much I love Stick to Your Guns, right? You know how much I love Stick to Your Guns. MOP. MOP They got a song on here called Triple Threat. They got a song on here called Triple Threat with Big Pun Armageddon and That's one of the best songs. And I'm telling you, man, there you have it. That song was everything. Pun demolishes Triple When I say demolishes Triple he demolishes Triple Threat. I'm so sorry. Demolish ain't the word. Pun's lyricism hey, yo, is why looked at as one of the greatest rappers of all time. Um, one of their deep things is what you gonna do with Big Pun? Yeah, like he knew Big Pun was he knew Big Pun was serious shit. Yeah, he knew he knew Big Pun was serious shit. So then Fat mm-hmm. Joe, and listen, after ninety nine, can, can I say this also? You and I speak about Eminem a lot, and we give Eminem. Yesterday we did Eminem appreciation. And we spoke about Eminem, and we did get Fat Joe. We stuck Fat Joe's name also in the conversation. Watch when I said to you that, you know, we talk about guys who rappers wise anyway that rap, but they're really hip hop dudes, and they heart of hearts they're hip hop dudes, and you get that feel from them. It's hip hop dudes. Fat Joe tells some of the illest stories known to man. Can we get Fat Joe's props on just being in mad videos in the nineties? I feel like Fat Joe was in every dope video in the nineties. He was on mad collaborations in the 90s, and he messed with a lot of dudes. He has the best hip-hop stories in hip-hop, does he not? Yes, he does, because he was active throughout the whole 90s. He worked with all the greats, so he he has phenomenal stories. I mean, the fact that he could tell you early DITC stories with Big L, yes. Showbiz and H.E. Diamond D, he could tell that era of hip-hop. He could tell you KRS yep. era stories of hip-hop. Then he can go to the mid '90s and give you the Ray Nas, Jaden, Big Pun era, and he can talk that, and, and it takes you out the '90s. So let's get to his um his fourth album. My nigga, when, when he can talk about the Latin Quarters era, when he can talk about the Latin Quarters era, I'm like, yo, Fat Joe's official nigga, and I heard him talk about the Latin Quarters era. That's just crazy to me. But let's continue with this Fat Joe appreciation talk, man. This is when this is when he reinvented himself. I thought Fat Joe was reinventing himself. Around this era, why it's around ninety nine, two thousand. I don't know how you felt. I, thought, I felt that there was, he was the reinvention of Fat Joe started here, in my opinion. I'm gonna tell you this. The second. This chamber. is Fat Joe's second best album of all time. 
I really okay. liked this album. Uh, not okay. only did he reinvent himself, not only did he reinvent himself, I thought Fat Joe did something better than most people. He knew how to blend commercial hip hop yes. with street hip hop. Yes, yes. yes. absolutely yes. worked. Yes, he got the formula down. Absolutely, he got worked. the formula down. He really yes, he got the knew how down. to do that. And, and a lot of and a lot mm-hmm. of rappers tried to do that, and it sounded forced. It didn't sound like it worked. But Fat yes. Joe knew how to make a hit. Let me tell you something, man. Jealous One's Envy is my all, is my second favorite Fat Joe album after Don Carter. I, mean, I would agree with that, though. I would first agree with that. First of all, though. I would definitely agree first with that. First of all, I was big into Remy, Remy Ma back then. Hey, female MC. Yes. Yeah, Young yes. Remy was something different. Young yes, Remy yes. was something different. I noticed it. Like, like we're, we're in the era now where females are getting popped. And yes, y'all keep trying to talk about Asian doll. Hey, y'all, no disrespect to Asian doll. She couldn't. See Remy Ma ever, ever. There was no point in her life she could see Reminis, right? That's that. This album, first of all, Fight Club with MOP and PD Pablo was my ish. We dug in. We honestly was a hit. This is where we say Fatto knew how to make it with collaboration. Dogs. Um, Dogs. I'm a Jamaican nigga at heart, so you know the song of Bougie was my joint, though, King of New York. I just like that. Fire song. That was we'll enjoy that. I was rocking with that. I was rocking with that heavy. Also, go, also, you. let's take this. This is when this is when Javu was on his historic three year run of dominating yes, hip hop. Yes. And I and ja I really said Joe, I'm gonna go here. I don't know Sad Joe keep it real, but I felt that he he I'm not gonna say he learned from Ja Rule, but I'm gonna be honest though, I thought Sad Joe, Ja and Sad maybe, they were good at all three of those girls are good at blending street songs, have street anthems and street songs, and still blending songs that was commercialized, so to speak, for the ladies or for the radio. Oh, they I really learned how to. Fat, that Fat, Joe, Fat Joe connecting with Irv Gotti and Ja Rule was a great, great look for his career. Yes. Because they, yes. They, it really worked for him. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to say this. This is a strong, strong for my album. Like, real strong. Yes, I would agree. To me. I, I remember listening I to it. Agree. I remember one was a was a weird year because uh, that was D12 came out. one was a weird year because it was all it was it was mixtapes for me. Oh one, what you mean? Like, I was mixtapes. Hold on, my nigga. Hold on. We say weird though. We say weird though. Elaborate on the weird word though. Because I was I was more my 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 hip hop was more into the mixtape circuit than than commercial okay. released albums. Gotcha. That's what gotcha. I mean. Gotcha. Gotcha. Like, like gotcha. I listened to hip hop, but I was just constantly looking for mixtapes. You know what I'm saying? That's where I got right. most of my hip hop from. Right. Um, Yo, that, that era was crazy when niggas like me and you would just get to niggas mixtapes though more than albums. Like, that's crazy. Like, I would if I saw a niggas album once and I saw an ill mixtape with Banks and Fifty and all Papu, Saigon, all these guys and Jada, I'm copping that watch. Before niggas, you have to be, you have to be, you know what I'm saying? You have to be a big dog for me to copy. But a mixtape, oh, I was copying some mixtapes, so facts, facts, all facts. You know what I mean? But we're both um, in agreement, though, that Jealous for Envy is Fat Joe's second best album. I would agree with that, though. 100%. And, and what did you think about the Lee remix with Buster Rhymes and Victor Santiago? I did like that joint also. I ain't going to hold you the remix, though, joint. And yeah, was on there also. I, I, okay. And production, just think about the production. Yeah, Buckwild, Rockwilder, 
Alchemist, the chemistry man. Yes, that yeah. alchemist. Yeah. The one that y'all yeah. just discovered. The alchemist that everyone's <laughs> discovered in twenty seventeen. Yeah, he was he was in a building in oh two. Um right. now his second album. Because this album popped off, he did another one. He he, he dropped the next year with loyalty. What you what you thought about the loyalty album? Um I thought loyalty was okay. I gotta be honest once again. I know it's a fat Joe. Appreciate. It. I thought it was a three and a half. Like album. I'll keep it real with you. Three and a half. I thought. I, I agree with you. I thought Lord took three and a half, and I thought he he got so hyped with the yeah. He found the formula of success. This is when he decided yes. to. This is when he he built that relationship with Cuban Links. This is absolutely around yes. the time when uh he clearly knew a young DJ Khaled, the, the DJ Khaled who took over hip yes. hop. Uh. Yeah. Fat Joe has to get so much credit for that. I mean, if you, you got to credit Fat Joe for being a big pun into the world, and you got it, and then you must credit Fat Joe for alley-ooping DJ Khaled. Like, alley-ooping yes, DJ listen, Khaled. That, that, that is a super fact. I live in South Florida, so I can attest to that very much. So that's, a, that's just real. You dig what I'm saying? But I would give him this, though. On the loyalty project, I thought he did a good job of putting out more Terror Squad members. Like, Remy was on his album. Tony Sunshine had a lot of tracks on his project, though. Tony Sunshine was on, like, I think at least three three joints on three or four songs on Loyalty and Armageddon. So, for, and the, the TSP song, I did like that, how he broke all that down and everything. But this wasn't one of my favorite Fat Joe albums. And and one thing I want to highlight also about Fat Joe, let's go ahead real quick, Watts. Because Fat Joe was guilty by association with Chahul, or the New York, New York song, and 50 and Ja Rule's beef. That was real, my guy. Like, I, you felt, you really felt the energy. Like, that was more than just bars. Like, if you, I felt like if Fat Joe and 50 met, each, would have met up with each other in the Bronx or Queens somewhere, fisticuffs would have happened. And Fat Joe, one thing you and I both know, 50's not a sucker, and Fat Joe is not a sucker either. He did not back down at all. Even though I didn't like the 4-4 drink too much, though, that he come at 50, though, but I ain't gonna lie though, Joe did not back down though. What do you think about the fat Joe? Joe, I mean, fat, me fat Joe, 50. 50. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like the four four song too, so yeah. Now let's talk about when Fat Joe absolutely. Let's talk about when Fat Joe absolutely recreated himself, one hundred percent made DJ Khaled someone who we know about, and and had his first number one hit in America. Listen to this, y'all. Fat Joe had a Billboard number one hot one hundred song. Before Jay Z, and it was called yeah. Lean Back. That's a fact. That's not me making mm-hmm. it up. He actually, back was he big, actually man. hit, he actually hit the commercial, the the, the dream of all hip hop heads. He had his OPP. He had his yep. number one yep. song in hip hop that back everybody likes. Lean Back is a hip hop classic. Lean Back, huge. Lean Back to me is a hood. Song Lean Back, I don't think had to sacrifice Dog. any aspect of hip hop, and it crossed over to be the number one song in America. This is 2004. This is 11 years after Fat Joe dropped his first album. This is basically amazing. This is amazing. Damn. This is amazing. I remember going to the clubs, man, and Lean Back would come on like four to five times during the night, and you did not get mad at all. It was almost like in the club. In the club was so big in '03. I did not mind hearing in the club, pump it up by Joe. But like when those club, when those songs were playing in the club three, four times a night, 
I had no issue. When Lean Back came on, it was like the energy through the club. You felt that shit, son. He did have his OPP. He did have his in the club. Like, this was just huge for Joe. Like, I know when he got this off from Scott Storch, he knew in his heart hearts, oh, I got one. And shout out to Remy Ma also. She tells a story that she wasn't supposed to be on this song. She bogarded her way on this song. And I do not blame you at all, Remy Ma. Let me just throw that out there. I do not blame you for bogarding yourself to get on this joint. Like, Joe, you're not about to get on this joint, and I ain't getting no burn on here. You, are you kidding me? So, yeah, this is a classic, man. Classic. But I got to so, I would need to get your take on the 50 beef, though. What do you think about Fat Joe and 50, though? I thought that, it was that, that a real beef. I, this is what, what I thought. For Fat Joe to be a street dude, for the locks to be affiliated with a lot of street people, for some reason it seems like they really didn't, they really didn't get the beef that 50 and Ja Rule had. Like, they didn't know how right. real it was because they did, I, I don't think they did. I don't think they did. I don't. Who, who, wait, I wait, knew wait. how real. Really, I don't about? think they did. Who are you talking about though? That they didn't know. Fat Joe. Fat Joe. Oh, okay, Fat Joe. You talking about? Okay, Fat Joe didn't know. Okay, got you, got you, got you, got you. Okay. But here's Pardon the thing, me. though, about the Fat Joe Fifty Beef. Fat Joe and Irv Gotti had a great relationship already. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They had linked up. They had what's love. They, 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 they. So you know, they had a relationship. So Fat Joe was going to work with Ja Rule. Like that's just, he was going to work with him, and they made a New York anthem. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I'm from New York, and that was a New York. Let me ask you about that song. Where do you rank that song as a posse cut? Do you look at that as a Brooklyn's finest anthem? Um, yes, I would. In fact, I'll be honest with you, man. That song used to get me hyped. That song used to really get me hyped. For niggas that live in South Florida, when that song would come on, niggas, yes, you niggas that listen to you Miami niggas that that listen to this show. A lot of y'all, I live out here in South Florida, listen to this show. Respectfully, I've been in the clubs out here where New York, New York, come on here, and y'all had to respect it. Y'all had to respect it when it came on. Continue, Watts. I got to get them balls off. That's just a fact. Niggas had to respect it. I love that song, though, Watts. Well, I love that song. Let me do a quick sidebar. Let me do a quick sidebar. We Euro stepped it and I forgot about it. But uh, uh, J Lo was getting her Bronx Puerto Rican. Uh, collabos <laughs> off when she would work with Fat Joe and Big Pun. You know what I'm saying? So he, th- th- those are other stories Fat Joe could tell. Like Fat Joe could really, Fat Joe could damn near tell the history of pop music and hip hop for the last 30 years. He got his stories are that real. Okay, so now I'm gonna get to the era of Fat Joe that I, that I acknowledge it, but it wasn't my favorite era. Okay, wait, Fat wait, Joe wait, had wait completely for it, moved. Wait for it. Wait for it. The I-95 South Chain Talk? Is that what we going into? Like Papu said? Yes, we are. Why you Fat Joe had Why completely... you changed his I-95? Hey, Joe, with all due respect, my nigga, Fat... I mean, Papu's did you dirty, though. Joe, I'm sorry. I got to be real, man. Papu's did you dirty on that um, on that song he did this and you. Called him Fat Banana and all that, Fat Joanna. And while you were in your... That, yo, he got at you nasty. If you niggas never heard... Listen... I know Papoose and Fat Joe are cool, and I understand that. But when they were going back and forth, Papoose, this was a one-sided, this was a one-sided verbal demolition. <laughs> demolition. Wait a minute, and Fat Joe was the only person. We're talking about, we're talking about Fat Joe was the only person because Uncle Murder got it from Uncle Murder got it from Papoose too, the same exact yes, yes, way. Yes, yes, body yes. Body bagged Uncle Murder. Body bag. He got two thirty pieces. 
He got and, two thirty pieces, two body bags, and a body bag. And, and, and we're not going to dispute also, we're not going to turn this into a Papoose um, um, appreciation. We did that already. But I don't want to give Papoose props also. When 50 and Max B was in the studio and Papoose ran up in there, and he was trying to um, step to Max B, yo, did you see Max B's face? Like, yo, he was, yo, Max B, I love you, my dude. I'll self guard and everything, my dude. But, yeah, when, when Papoose walked in, your temperature was a little different. 50 had a, like, uh, let's, let's, let's just chill us out right here, playing Peacemaker. 50 Cent of all people playing Peacemaker Watch. But, yeah, um, yeah, Fat Joe, 995 Chain Talk, though. This is the Fat Joe ever watch where it was like, all right, Joe, I see what you're doing. You hang with little Wayne now. You got another, you know, make it rain and everything. The make it rain era. He was doing, he was moving, though. He was moving. I ain't going further. He, he, he mingled with the, with the Miami dudes. Got to keep it real. With Ross tricking them and migrated to Miami 305 and bang. Reinvented himself again. That's your talk, watch. You know what I mean? I thought, I thought, I, I thought he absolutely reinvented himself. But by this time, man, I'm so still into G Unit, and by this time, I'm just, I'm just immersed in mixtape culture. Immersed in mixtape culture by 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 '06. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so Fat Joe's Miami run was great for him personally because. Yes. DJ Khaled started taking over hip hop, and DJ Khaled had to bring Fat Joe wherever he was going. Fat Joe got got looks, so you know Yo, Fat Joe was out of southern up. collaboration during this era. And and he he showed Cool and Dre mad love. He's the one that really brought out Cool and Dre because Cool and Dre still went through a run where a lot of people rock with with um with Fat with um Cool and Dre, and Fat Joe was the reason why. I think Cool and Dre did uh, Candy Shop if memory serves me right. And Candy Shop was supposed to be um, Fat Joe's song. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, Fat Joe, like, dog, his legacy cemented. I believe he's the first ballot Hall of Fame watch. You and I have been listening to this man since the 90s, early 90s, and still relevant now. You know what I mean? So, I don't, I don't mean. Well, I want it, it to say this. Fat Joe did something that's so remarkable that even Jay-Z had to just say, I really have to salute you because no one saw it coming. Mm-hmm. When he reinvented himself again in 2016 with All the Way Up, Woo! another super Big, fire huge, hit huge. with Remy Ma. Huge. I mean, I'm gonna just say this: nobody has done that. It's unprecedented. Remember, Fat Joe came out before yeah. Jay Z. He came out. Mm-hmm. He came out before Nas. Fat Joe came out before Jay Z, Biggie, and Nas. He came out before yep. they came. That's crazy. Out. He dropped crazy. before they dropped. Crazy. Okay. And to in, mm. in 2016, he had reinvented himself again, and still yeah, made man, another crazy. song. Jay Z had to hit him up and say, "Yo, Mark, I see what you're doing, my man." And I and, and I course. have to respect. Of course. And like, yep. So Fat Joe is. I'm gonna just say this, Fat Joe. If we're doing a basketball Naismith Hall of Famer, Fat Joe's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yep. He's the first Thanks. ballot Hall of Famer because the level. His career, nobody has it like this. The dude had reinvented himself over and over again in three different decades. In three different decades, it had big impact. And here's what's crazy. His biggest, most successful hits came later in his career. At, in his like career. Very late. Facts, watch. Like, our Facts. favorite ever Facts. of Facts. Facts. So he wasn't. That, that wasn't his biggest hit. But, mm-hmm. if, you know, when mm-hmm. he was in his late 40s and mid-40s, he had his biggest hits, man. So 
Uh, this is, I'm saluting Fat Joe. I'm giving him his flowers. You know, we may have missed a lot of stuff that you guys in the South may have loved. You know, the Make It Rain era, the DJ Khaled era, the Cool and Dre era. I know that ever made it. But I respect it and I saw it. And I'm going to just tell you, it was shocking that he could just keep reinventing himself and make hits. And and let me tell you something about Fat Joe. I never had a problem with Fat Joe in this commercial song because he was successful at it and it worked. And I knew he was yeah, the hip hop head, so I never was like, Yo, work, Joe, "Why are you always trying to make songs with genuine and 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 whoever's the latest uh, R and B star at the moment?" I never, I never <laughs> criticized him for that. You know right. what I'm saying? I never respect right. for Joey Crack, Don Carter Jr., Trinity Ave, Soundview. Well, that's what it is, man. Fat Joe appreciation, man. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Fat Joe, Joey Crack, man. All right, watch. Let's go ahead real quick, man. Talk a little hip hop right quick before we wrap it up here. Um, you know, we talk about a lot of times, especially in this year right now in 2020, when a lot of guys are dropping two projects, three projects, the graphs of the world, the RJ Paints of the world, the Shay Noise, the 38 Special of the world, um, Ransom, and things of that nature, right? Um, another guy that I think you and I, we speak about him a lot on this show, and we do respect him, and we've known about him for a while now, uh, Free Lord. Um, obviously, he's done a project with Special this year. He's done a project with Pete Rock this year. He's done a project now with um, Havoc this year. What do we think about Flea Lord doing projects with some, some top-notch producers and Havoc Hall of Famer, Pete Rock Hall of Famer? And you and I, you know how we feel about Special here on a production tip. I think we've highlighted so much throughout the years, the last two to three, how much you and I respect Special's production bag. But what are we talking about Flea Lord right now, bro, working with some heavy hitters, in the producing tip, and just grabbing one producer and locking in and making projects for this year, 2020. I'm going to say this about Flea Lord. I'm a hypocrite if I don't love this Flea Lord in the name of Prodigy. And I'm going to tell you why I'll be a hypocrite. When, I, when we reviewed Conway's last album, I said, what do we love so much about Conway's last album? I said it gave us that 90s feel, right? He had Primo on there. He had Havoc on there. He had Method Man on there. He also had a song with Flea Lord. And Flea Lord had one of the best verses on that song, co-MVP yep. verse on that song. Yep. Conway, so Flea Lord listen, comes out. Conway said, Conway said that he felt Flea Lord had the best verse on that. That's from Conway's mouth. So, saying he thought Flea Lord had the so best let verse. me just tell you, let me give you my initial reaction to Flea Lord in the name of Prodigy. Right? Let me give you my initial reaction. Since it dropped last night at 12 midnight, I've played it nonstop on rotation, and I have not stopped playing it. So, mind just only been one day. Okay. And I'm going right. to say this. I absolutely love it. And, and, and that's an understatement when I say I love it. Because, first of all, let, let, let me just ask you this. Without, without, let's say we didn't hear it. I'm just going to give you the, the people that's on it. Ransom's on it. So, what do you think about right. Ransom in 2020? Buster Rhymes dropped the album. Buster Rhymes dropped the album. Absolutely, we reviewed it, but people loved it. He has Conway the Machine mm. on here, right? He has yep. Raekwon on here. He has Havoc on here, Ray and Havoc produced the whole mm. album. And Havoc produced the whole album. So, already knew going into this, it's going to be hard for me to not like this. It's going to be very mm. difficult for me to, because I'm going to literally have to just not like all the MCs I listened to in 2020, and one of my all one of my all time favorite producers of all time, 
All the time. To right. you buck right. hurts with the havoc. Havoc. Ain't nothing soft or sweet. I lift you off your feet. Listen, I'm going to say this, though. I did not. Listen, I thought Havoc and Met the Man, I was waiting for that. I didn't expect Fleet Lord and Havoc to link up. Then again, I'm not surprised they linked up because, let's be honest, you and I both know Fleet Lord's connection with the mob already. There's been a connection there for years, right? So am I surprised him and Havoc linked up, Watts, to do music? Of course not. Now, you just said something that was ill to me. You've lived with it longer than me because I only got to listen to it only one time. And that was morning before we did the show. So I didn't really get to do a full deep dive into it. But I did go through some songs. But anytime you have Havoc on production, I'm always going to be happy with it. From you, from my cousin, from certain people I've seen on social media, they are going crazy about it. It hasn't touched my soul just as yet. So I can't be energized as you are because I know you just heard the project. I gotta, it got to live with me a little bit. But from the songs I heard, I like some of the joints I heard. I ain't going to hold you, though. Um, First of all, so I feel about this right now. Ransom. All right. Ransom set this off with a five mic verse. Yes, Ransom killed this shit. Uh, and honestly, it might it might be it might be the best delivered verse on this whole project. Mm-hmm. And that's not a diss to nobody, but Ransom has had a a phenomenal twenty twenty. But Thanks. to set the album off like this, wow. That's how he set it off. Yes. And I'm telling you, man, and it never stopped. You know, you know, I know who Big Twin is, because Big Twin always messed with Mob. Yeah. That's Mob. Um, it's Mob. Buster Rhymes, Conway, Raekwon. Like, my man, I, yo, I love this project by Flea Lord. And I'm going to just say this. Hold on. Buster, Buster, dude, did have some Coke bars. Heavy Coke bars on the Flea Lord train, though. Buster had some Coke. Yo, Buster, do you, my nigga? How you back at you, my guy? Buster said, listen, listen, man, when I want to come outside and do my flowers, though, because it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, what you say? (laughs) No, Buster, I give him this, though. Buster still does joints with the grimy dudes, though. I give Buster that. He'll do songs with commercialized dudes, and he'll do songs with Anderson Pack type shit, but he'll always find a way to come back to the mob or Conway. I think Buster has the same uh, magic and as Fat Joe. I think they both know yes, how to stay connected with what's going on, but they I will agree. absolutely work with whoever is the hot current artist of the time, and they know how to yes. make it work with that artist. So Fat Joe and Buster Rhymes to me. I like Buster albums more than Fat Joe, though. If I had to say whose albums I like more, touch my hip-hop soul a little more, I would say Buster. I wouldn't say For that. Me. I would not say that. I, would. I can't say that. Okay. But I, I, but I, I, like but I can't say that. But because Fat... Mm-hmm. Fat Joe because, uh, No, no, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I'm just saying that I just... They both have these long, stellar careers. Um, But back to Flea Lord. Um, what I like about this Flea Lord album is this: Flea Lord has basically dropped nonstop, like every month. He's dropping a project back to back. Sometimes he drops a project, one project this week, another project next week. And here's what I'll say about Flea Lord: Think about if you're an MC. Three. Imagine if you're an MC in New York City. You're in the studio with Havoc and Pete Rock. Would you feel you've made it in life? And they're going to produce your yes, whole album. I would. <laughs> Okay, for me, I think what, Flea, I think what Flea Lord has done in 2020, I think what Flea Lord has done in 2020 is is remarkable and, and, and basically unbelievable. 
If I would have told you any rapper on earth is going to drop in one single year a full Pete Rock produced album and a full Havoc mm-hmm. album, you'd be like, that's impossible. That'll never happen. Well, it did happen. Right. Flea Lord did that. And mm-hmm. here's another thing I'm telling you that I love about Flea Lord. Flea Lord ain't trying to chase no sound. Man. He's not trying to chase no, the not. sound of hip hop. He's not. He's not he's trying not at to all. chase how hip hop. Because if he was trying to chase it, he'd be doing drills. He'd be doing auto tune. Yeah. He'd be trying to sound mm-hmm. like what the young kids up today listen to. And he ain't chasing he's that. Not at all. He's keeping it. He's doing. But, but, one but, tune, you don't Flea stop not a young boy, though. Yeah, but Flea Lord came up. He's under the Mob Mob Deep umbrella, though. So for me to expect him to do songs like A Boogie. And the rest of these, let me ask you a question, not to um, go here right quick, because somebody's name just popped up to my head. Why isn't Don Q flourishing Watts in, this, in the era of when niggas is outside rapping? I don't know why Don Q's name just popped up in my head, but I want to ask you about Don Q real quick. Why do you feel Don, shouldn't Don Q be out here with the J.R. writers, the specials and them? Should he not be out here with them? I like. I liked Don Q more than I liked A Boogie because I thought Don Q was a rapper. Of course. That's so what, I thought definitely. I thought when I when I was listening to Don Q when he came up to Flex, when A Boogie came up to Flex and bought Don Q, but Don Q started rapping, I was like, Hold up, who's this dude that yeah, A Boogie because he's clearly the nice one. He's clearly a rapper. Yeah. So I became a fan yeah. of Don Q. I got his music, I got his stuff and I have no idea why Don Q did not take off as an MC in the era where rapping is being brought back to the forefront. Because yes. I think Don yes. Q can rap. I think he's a great yeah. representative of New York Bronx MCing. Um, I, so I, Don, that's one question I, I can't honest, answer. We had, I think Don had a song early this year with Benny that we both rocked with a little bit. It didn't really get talked about a lot, but it was actually a nice song he had with Benny that I rocked with heavy and stuff. You know what I mean? Um, for me, Watts, I didn't really like Don Q beefing with Tory Lanez. That was a waste of time. Don wasting bars on Tory Lanez. For me, anyway. You know what I'm saying? Because I thought lyrically Don Q's better than Tory Lanez. I'm sorry, y'all. Yes, I do think Don Q is lyrically better than Tory Lanez. If you want to say who makes better music, go ahead. You can have that argument. I'm just talking about as an MC, as a lyricist, I'm taking Don Q on a, throw a beat on and ask Don Q and Tory Lanez to rap. Don Q's watching Tory Lanez Twice on Sunday. We're not playing them type of games. Um, another guy, Watts. What about Corey Guns? Where's Corey Guns at? I'm going to tell you this about Corey Guns. Corey Guns' third act has not been written yet. Because he started in the game so young, like so young, people forget Corey Guns is in his early 30s. Early. Just like Jared Ryder's only like 32. But we was listening to Jared Ryder when he was a teenager. It was the same thing with, yep. with um. It was the same thing with Corey Gunn. I know for a fact Corey Gunn was in the studio with Special. I saw the pictures on IG, so I know that, and I know Corey Gunn's got some stuff in the stash. It just depends on when he wants to put it out. And let me just tell you this right now. See, Corey Gunn to me, Corey Gunn to me, ha- has the potential of being an all-time great. He ha- he he. The potentials in him, I just don't know the the, the connection, the production, the right people. But in terms of rapping, he has it all. He's like the Bronx. Corey Gunn to me is like the Bronx version of Papoose. He can do it all as an MC, as a rapper. Uh, all you Little Wayne is the greatest rapper of all time. Y'all know it because he used to watch Little Wayne on a regular. Like, it wasn't even difficult. <laughs> and I know y'all, y'all but I'm telling you, Corey Gunn used to wash Little Wayne like it was nothing. 
still holds you. Corey Gunn's got one of my favorite Funkmaster Flex freestyles from a couple years ago. That Corey Gunn's Funkmaster Flex freestyle where he's rapping on um, Judgment Day 2 beats and that Method Man beats from Judgment Day, he was murdering Dangerous Minds. He killed Let me say this right now. Dangerous Minds beat. And Jesus, Lord, man. Mixtape, in the mixtape era, in the heart of the mixtape era, there became a point where I was convinced right after Papoose's run, the 04 to 07 run, where I thought Papoose was the best yeah. lyrical dude, the mm-hmm. second that ended, I thought Corey Jones was the nicest nigga in New York. And I'm talking about 07 to 08. Corey Guns at that point, I was like, yo, this dude is amazing. Amazing. I, uh, I thought Corey Guns, I thought Corey Guns could, could do what RJ Payne does, drop constant music. I, and, and, and something you said that you said a second ago, um, and I'm not saying he's, he's going by the code of what you said, but if Corey Guns thinks that, okay, I'm going to sit on some music, my nigga, are you, are you kidding me right now? Ransom's outside. J.R. Ryder, who watching, who watching loves so much this year, is coming outside. There's a lot of dudes that's rapping that I don't call me guns. You should be outside with the rest of these dudes that's rapping, my G. They, these niggas ain't 20 times better than you. I love R.J. Payne. I love him. I love all these young boys coming out. I love what R.J. Payne, I love what Flea Lord is doing. But you just as nice uh, okay. as so them. You know what? Let, 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 just as nice. Let me, let, me, nice let, me, let, me, let me be the number. Let me, let me put it in perspective because you, you, you bring the perfect thing. I think Corey Guns is just as nice as R.J. Payne. Yes, I think he is. I just, I, that's why I gravitate to R.J. Payne because R.J. Payne reminds me of the ill, true rhyme spitter. Corey Guns that's, has always been that to me. Yes, I agree. I, I agree. absolutely I believe you, and if Corey Guns, dogs, if mm, Corey Guns right. put out music and albums, I would we would definitely review it and and I would be like, yo, you hear what Corey said? You know what I'm saying? Remember that freestyle he did outside? This year, yeah, you loved it on IG. Yes, we I on the corner bro, of my side. The, the Brooklyn, when he did the Brooklyn freestyle shit, I love Corey. I used to play that shit on a regular. He killed that. And I'm gonna say something also, Corey Guns. Please, R.I.P. Fred the Godson, but take a take a notebook out of Fred the Godson. Me and Watson, we were so happy for niggas like Fred the Godson when he did the projects with Joel Ortiz, that Gorilla Group project that y'all heard me and Watson talk about a couple years ago, right? The um, God's Level project Watson was big on. Like we, I thought what Fred, what, what Fred the Godson was doing, I think Corey Guns could do that right now. What Fred the Godson was, when he's making his way, you know what I'm saying? Where he's like, okay, Fred is doing music consistently now, and I think he should do what Fred was doing: start making joints consistently. That's what he has to do. You know um, what I mean? He has a, by the way, Fred, but by the way, uh, Corey Guns has a five mic song with Joel Ortiz. I just want, I'm just throwing that out there. I remember okay. it, and I played it. So y'all, y'all go listen to that joint. Watching this, talking about a song um, with Corey Guns and Joel Ortiz. Go, go, go listen to that. Bob, and come back and tell us what my song. Here's another thing uh, I wanted to say about Corey. All right. Corey had, to me, in my opinion, in 2011, after Wayne came home and Wayne put him on six foot seven, Right. I felt Somehow Corey was supposed to alley oop that man and do something yes. with it. No, 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 what you mean? He was supposed to. He was supposed to. He was supposed to. Fam, you get a big song like six foot seven. I was happy. The first song out of jail for Little Wayne. Everybody played it. It got heavy rotation. And 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 and, and that was the biggest look you ever had. 
You had that was a, a great regular look. rotation dogs. It was a great look. You can't get that a great look. Wait, I'll you pass to LeBron James, man, from half court, my nigga. He gave so him I remember. Corey, Corey was supposed to flourish after that. So after that, Corey dropped a mixtape, right? And I was hyped. Mm-hmm. So I went on Twitter. Yes, Twitter was popping in 011 too. And this was done mm-hmm. to ever when Elliot Wilson would actually tweet hip hop before he be before he couldn't tweet about hip hop. <laughs> and I was like, yo, I was like, yo, yo, I said, yo, did you hear that? Did you hear that Corey Gunn? You gotta go hear that. And he tweeted me right back. Oh, I'm excited. I gotta go hear that Corey Gunn right now. Like, Ellie Wilson's a hip hop head for real. This this new this new phase he's in is weird, but I got the Corey Gunn's mixtape after that. Matter of fact. Didn't he have a joint with Meek Mills when Meek Mills was on to come up in 011? You remember that joint? He did have a joint with Meek Mills. That, that joint was all right. That joint was all right. He did. He did. He got a joint. He had so a joint with Meek Mills. My point is, Corey Gunn, to me, by 011, uh, something was supposed mm-hmm. to happen. Whoever his label was, somebody supposed to put him on, he was right. supposed to make it, and I don't know what happened. Let me ask you about another guy we're very huge on, and we spoke about his story before already. We spoke about him before. But I just want to talk about his project that dropped this year. And for whatever reason, Watts, we didn't review it. I don't know why we didn't mess on us. Maybe, okay, y'all want to kill us for that. But we are very big on this individual. We spoke about, his, we spoke about him before, right? I want to get you with your take on why we did not gravitate to Saigon's album that dropped this year, my guy. Because it wasn't a good album. I told you there it was wasn't. three songs right. on there that was good. There mm-hmm. was three songs on there that was good, and I told you the three songs. One one was with G Rap, and then the other two he was rapping like he usually raps. When he started auto tuning it and trying to sound like other stuff, it sounded horrible because yes, it wasn't I, his lane. Yeah, he felt like, oh my god, I'm I'm rapping and I got to try to. When all he had to do was be himself. Literally, all Saigon had to do was rap like he like like he regularly raps, and I would have loved the project. But he tried to go somewhere else with it, and it did not work. Watch, I played that shit the other day. Last week I played in the whip, right? I played in the whip, and I'm like, why is this not connecting with me? It's not like Saigon is whack, because he's not whack at all. Let's just be clear. Saigon could rap, right? And and I like the positive messages that he's throwing into his music. And he's always been on that type of time, to be honest. I always felt Saigon flirted with with the Styles P moniker of Gangsta and the Gentleman where he could do the gangster talk, but he could still give you a lot of righteous talk also. And I love when he goes in that bag. But because he goes in that bag, it doesn't translate to me in the music where it's fire to me, right? And I thought the project was just okay. And he's another one that I'm like, Sai, you should be flourishing right now, my guy. You can say whatever you want. Si, um, we got guys, Conway made front lines and all kinds of shit. R.J. Payne, uh, Sai, um... What's your guy that we, that you rock with heavy in the West Coast? Jag, you made the Colin Kaepernick songs. So when you can make like those songs to me, when they go in a positive bag, introspective bag, because Saigon can make songs like Pain in Your Life, but it's like, are they really resonating with us? Like resonating with us like it should be, though? This is Saigon we're talking about, my dude. Saigon. I don't, I don't look at it that way. I don't believe Saigon came back to hip-hop, for real. I just don't. Like wow. I said, mm. the song we got a song called Little where he's doing where, he, where he's breaking out all the littles, which was dope. He has a song with G Rap, which was dope, and then he has this other song that I really liked, and it sounds like regular Saigon. After that, 
he was doing it was just bad music. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 he was just going somewhere where he didn't have to go. So all I got to do is rap. Just rap. Just rap. Sometimes you get influenced by the sound of hip-hop. Like, let me tell you something right now. If you listen to radio, if you watch videos, you will never get a sense of what hip-hop sounds like. You won't. Because, first of all, you won't even right. know if there is hip-hop. No disrespect to what hip-hop sounds like. But if you listen to hip-hop now, you would not know there was hip-hop. All these dudes are singing in auto-tune or harmonizing. And, yes, we've been harmonizing forever. Right. Slick Pick, Domino. It's not like we haven't been harmonizing. But what I'm saying is if you listen to hip-hop now, it sounds mm. – I mean, if you listen to it based on what the radio plays, you don't hear rapping. Right. So don't let that influence you. You know what I'm saying? That's why, to bring it mm. back, that's why I love the Flea Lord Project so much. Because it's like, when I ain't listen to that garbage that Flex is playing. I'm not listening to that garbage yeah. that Zane Lowe is playing. Let me um, – Will you be disappointed? Like I'll be disappointed if Sai High the Prince does not drop a project in 2021. No, because he doesn't drop regularly, dude. He dropped in 2017, 18, 19, 20. It's been three years, man. I can't look for I have a problem people with that. who just don't drop albums. Sorry, you know what I'm saying? Got a problem like, with I that. can't. Got a problem with that. Sorry. Sorry. with a dude who doesn't Sorry. drop music. Sorry, Sorry, Sai. I got a problem with that, sir. I understand watching the saying. That's fine and everything, my nigga. If you do not drop a fucking music. Into a project in 2021, you were doing hip hop a fucking disservice. I'm sorry. Well, I'm gonna say this: the fact that he's the fact that he's ghostwriting for the biggest artist in hip hop, I think he's I think he's doing great in life. Clearly, I'm not talking about if he's doing great in life. I'm not talking about his bank account, sir. I'm not speaking about his bank account and credits that he gets for songs. I'm talking about Psy doing music that you and I could talk about. That's what I'm talking about. That's all. Yo, that's what I'm let, talking let about. me just say this. Let me just say this. Why don't you feel the same way about Kendrick? Because last time Kendrick dropped was 2017. I do feel the same way about Kendrick, though. I, so do, I, I, I do feel the same way about Kendrick, so sir. talk about it. I'm listening. I could talk about it all day. Do you care? Do you really I'm care, listening. though? Guys, you don't really give a rat. No, no. Don't play yourself. Kendrick. You don't give a rat's ass if I talk about Kendrick on the show. You don't care. If I you know way, you we'll skip any Kendrick. It. No, you do not care. You do not want to talk about it. Get no, out of no, here. No, no, no. To use your words, you say, to use your words, you sir. Say, you're being disingenuous. To use no, no, your no, words no, right no, now, no, no, you're being no, no. disingenuous on this show. I'm highlighting, I'm guy, not you. I'm highlighting that you say you want a side project, and I said side ain't dropped yes. in three years. I don't expect. Yes. I'm not looking for someone who don't drop albums. And then I thought about it, and I said, wait a minute, but uh, Kendrick, let me just ask you this: Did the Griselda movement blow up? During Kendrick Lamar's absence? Wow, that's 100% facts. That is 100% facts. It did. But what does that how mean in the grand scheme of things? West Side Gun, how many albums has West Side Gun, Conway, and Benny put out since Kendrick Lamar's last album? A lot. I would right? say probably a over, lot. Over, over 10 projects. Definitely over 10 or 15 projects, yes. A lot. They've actually impacted. So to me, the, the hip hop has changed. Even though with him, it doesn't matter. He comes back. Whenever he comes back, he's going to be crowned. Grammy's going to nominate him, and you're going to. Well, I don't know what you're going to do because you said you ain't really like damn like that. So I don't know what you're going to do. With no, I didn't. Come on. No, I don't like damn like that. No. I like Section yeah, 80. And I like, I'm, um, not, I'm, I'm, I'm not waiting for a stop. 
I'm not waiting for Sahai because Sahai doesn't drop, so there's nothing for me to wait for. I'm waiting. Fuck with this nigga. I'm waiting, Sahai. I need some music, brother. You drop some music, bro. Like, No Dope, No Sundays is a project. Me and Watson are going to review sometime. Hopefully next year we can get to that project. But as a project, I definitely can't wait to um, diverse and dial, you know what I'm saying, talk about it and things of that nature, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to hold you at all, for real. But, yeah, I do like the um, Free Law Project. Um, I think there's another guy that people want us to get in tune. Are you in tune with Riggs, the brother Riggs? Yes, I am. I have to do more. I have to do more of a deep dive into rigs. A lot of people I'll be noticing be coming at me about rigs. They say they want us to get in tune with rigs. Talk to me about I don't eat. Man. Talk to me about that lean Green Lantern, man. You don't want to hit, see Snicker trying to be sarcastic. He doesn't no, like. No, talk to me about like, it. You don't. You're not interested. I, I don't talk to me talk about, about it. To it nigga. Go listen to it, nigga. Talk to me about it. Go listen to it. Please look at everybody. Go listen. Fuck me. Tell me about it. I'm too flu. And J.R. Ryder, and I'm on Flea Lord right now, so I have not deep dive team. So that's why I'm asking you, put me on that's the team. Because I'm on Flea Lord fault. right now. So that's your fault. I like, I'm on I listen, Lord I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to be real with you. I like Flea Lord project that I heard, but I like his project is not left in rotation for me. And the Flea Lord project is going to be in my rotation for the receiver. <laughs> the Flea Lord album by Havoc. And memory part, that will be in rotation I for like the foreseeable future. It's taking, it's taking me to 2021. So, That's the same thing we hear. Same thing we hear. Sorry, hey, Ricky Hyde. About, hey. Tell the comments hey, about um, him. Right, Ricky Hyde and Boldy James, man. Y'all got to catch up, man, because he, he about to dust y'all. Boldy James, I don't know what happened, my nigga. I like, I rock with you. I still got faith in you, bro, but it's like. Come on, my nigga. I need you to drop a project that's fire, fire. Not a song or two, which you niggas always try. Oh, but he got this joint three. I'm talking about a project from Boldy. A whole project that's fire. The Alchemist project was okay. It was all right. Three and a half mics. So you asked the question. You you asked the question. You asked the question on when we did the Eminem appreciation. What Eminem album do they want us to review? And in the comments... A lot of people said they want to see us talk about the Eminem show. Okay. I mean, I'm sure it is, then. Y'all ask, y'all shall sure receive. I'm down for that. No, whatever. But I'm going to tell you something right now. Y'all get on Watson, because I want Watson to do a Kendrick Lamar, the Pimple Butterfly, revisit it, but ask him why he's ducking that smoke. Because I don't like it. I didn't like that album. Sneaky, man. Damn, man. Tell the public yeah, like that album. Tell the public you don't like Kendrick Lamar album at all. Purple Butterfly and you're mad at, you're, for me. Why didn't do nothing for you? What about Good Kid, Mad City? Kendrick Lamar is not one of my favorite MCs. That's, not actually, that's, that's okay. That's project. Yo, man, I'm not into his music, dogs. So just what, cool. you, what you want to say? I'm not saying you can play pools and it's all right all day long, brother. That's for you. Go ahead, man. Have fun. You like Dave East, though, so. No, 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 no. You've been tough on Dave East. I can you Love Dave East. Love Dave Love Dave East. NYC to the death of me. Love Dave East. All day, every day. Dave East, brother. <laughs> South Street did an album with Dave East. 
South P while oh. she dates Evie. <laughs> you always go in that bag. Yo, that's your go-to move with Davies. Yo, your go-to move with Davies is the Styles P album. Because like, I can't say nothing about that. But that is your go-to move, boy. This nigga will go nothing you can say about it, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I could go into the other part because you gassed up, though. You gassed up. What was that, what was that series he had? Yo, 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 Mama made it. Talk about it right now. Mama made it. I Davies. love that. That's, yo, that's one of my favorite Davy. It's in my top two Davy songs of all time. I love Mama made it. Love that song. Like, I love that song. Love it. I know you do. I know you do. Yes, you know I do. All right, whatever. I do love that song. Though. I ain't gonna hold you. I love that song. Yep. Yep. I know you do. Yeah, but yeah, but you was waiting for Davies to pop off, and he's not flourished. Davies, man. Every time you go on the gram, my nigga, you keep playing these beats out of just terrible, man. It's like fam rap already, my nigga. Rap. Davies, rap, my nigga. Rap. Rap. Niggas are rapping. Rap. Rap. He is rapping. You can hear a song with Benny? He is no. rapping. You can a song with Benny? You don't like his song with Benny? I do like the song with Benny. I do. I, I, I do. know you do. That's a, that's a one hot line. That's a one hot album every 10 year average. That's a one hot song every ten year average, man. Sorry. Love the thing. Sorry. Mary, Mary, love Davies. Mary J. Blige, Queen of Hip Hop Soul, love Davies. What does that mean, though? What does that mean that Mary loves? Hey, brother. I like him more than Davies. How about that? I like him last project more than Davies. How about that? I like him project with Green Lantern more than Davies last three projects. I'm laughing at you. I'm laughing at you when you say that. Why? I like him's project with because, Green Lantern and Davies' last three projects. Let's have some hip-hop talk. That let's him's go, Green Lantern project, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. That ain't fucking with Hell Up in Harlem by Davies on some mixtape talk. Now, you want this, like, like the early mixtapes? Now, this is him with his mixtape? Well, let's go to Davies' mixtape. Hell Up in Harlem, Davies, body bag. This Green Lantern. Oh, that's when Davies is rapping, right? Oh, you mean that's when Davies is rapping, right? Hold on. He can't rap better than Davies. Right now, in 2020, he can. In 2020, he can. In 2020, he can. Oh, believe that. No, he can't. Believe that. No, he can't. No, he can't. Yes, he can. And you take the You don't even care about Davies. Shut up. You don't even give a rat's ass about Davies, nigga. Hell, dog, up, dog. And Let me ask you a question. Can you ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? All right, I heard that. Can I ask you a question? This nigga gonna ask a question. Though. See how this goes? Let me ask you a question. Answer this question, though. Answer this question, brother. Answer this question. I want everybody to understand this. Because I want people to know the difference between you and me. Answer this question, man. Answer this question, man. With Davies as a rapper. Answer this question. Answer this question. Answer this question. Answer, I heard you. I heard you. Already, I heard you. Answer this question: Have you been rough on Davies? Have I what? Have I what? Hello. Yo. I got disconnected, man. What were you saying? I got disconnected. What were you saying, nigga? My bad. What were you saying? I'm back. I'm back for the smoke. What were you saying? Davies has a dope mixtape called Hell Up in Harlem. And I think people, if they want to know I why that. I love Davies. I heard that. No, no. I'm just saying. I heard that and part, if people my nigga. Wanna, I, 
No, I'm just saying, if people want to know why I love Dave East, go listen to that mixtape. That's what I'm saying. All right, and I'm saying this. In 2020, you, were you not been rough on Dave East the last couple of years? Have you not been? I know, and, and here's why. And here's why I've been rough on Dave oh, Because I believe Dave right. East is not. I believe Dave East is doing songs with Mary J. Blige that are trash. And you should not be doing songs with Mary oh, J. Blige that are trash. And okay, that's what I like how you said Mary J. Blige. Okay, so you're putting a Mary J. Blige feature on there because you know I rock with Mary, so you want to you want to put the onus on Mary. So it's Mary's fault that Davey's music has not been good. So he's doing songs no, with no, Mary no, J. Blige, no, no, and you no, want to no. highlight a Mary J. Blige fucking feature over him not holding on his career and his, and his music, right? Okay, fine. Going that back. So here's the thing. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Davey's is trying to thread the line between rapping with the new era and rapping with the outside rapping era, and okay. it's just not working. Okay. He's, he's, he's trying to combine okay. two worlds of hip-hop that don't work. You, you want to make, you want to, he's making vinegar when you try to combine Little Uzi Vert Offset, but then you try to mix it with Styles P and Griselda. Like, you, he's trying to do that, and it does not work. Let me tell you something about hip-hop. Because hip-hop's been here long enough, there are genres to hip-hop now. <clears throat> you know, in rock, you got heavy metal, you got death metal, you got right. soft rock. Right. You can listen to different forms of rock. Well, hip-hop is the same way. Young people hip-hop, to me, is unlistenable. <laughs> it's, literally, it's literally hard to listen to because it's, so, it's just a different interpretation of what hip-hop is to them. To this new generation, hip-hop is an auto-tune harmonizing genre. That's what it means to right. them. So when I hear that, I'm like, oh, God, I can't, I can't stand this. And Davies is trying to do what Little Baby is doing, and then while you're doing Little Baby, you're trying to mix in Griselda. And when you're bringing in these two right. worlds, they're colliding with each other. They don't work, which is why I hate that song with Nas and Fabio Foreman. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Nas is about to get a Grammy for King's Disease, and it's going to be hilarious. It's going to be hilarious that oh, Nas boy, is going to get a Grammy for an album that me and you are like, really? This is an absolute yeah. Lifetime Achievement Award. It's a Lifetime Achievement Award. It's nothing but, but that. Come on, man. And they say where East Coast Bias, huh? And they say where East Coast Bias, huh? <laughs> where East Coast, are you kidding me? Yo, so we're both in agreement that Nas might get a pity Grammy this year. Is that what you're doing? Are we both in agreement? I know it. And I don't be happy with Nas. I know it. But, but should we be I know happy it. with Nas, bro? I'm not, you we, know we why I'm not happy with Nas? Let me tell you why I'm not happy. Hold on. Well, my nigga, we've been, we've, been, we've been Nas fans since back since the grill again. No, let me Jesus. tell you why I'm not happy. You know I'm mean? not happy because I'm not happy because we're trying to correct a wrong. Well, the Grammys have no credibility when it comes to hip-hop because every real hip-hop classic people listen to hip-hop was never acknowledged or never won. And now they're so ashamed of themselves. And now they're just like, what are we going to do? We're going to keep giving Cardi B Grammys and Nas never had a Grammy? You know what I'm saying? It's never a joke. Right. So now they have, I mean, they nominate Jason Nas. What the fuck is, listen, man, don't let me get me started. Don't get me started. Oh, boy. That's what it is. Take us on, watch. 
PSA Hip Hop, the home of Apollo Kids, Ghostface and Raekwon, one of a top five Ghostface song to me. A top five Ghostface song to me. Apollo Kids, a top five Ghostface song. Okay, top first to me. First single, Apollo Kids. First single of Supreme Clientele, right? First single of Supreme Clientele was Apollo Kids. No, did a video for that joint. You and I love Apollo Kids. Let's keep it real. We love Supreme Clientele. I don't know. I don't know if you love it. I know I love it because we never did Supreme Clientele. Oh, so you don't know up. how I feel shut about it. Shut up. Shut up. I don't know how you feel about Supreme Clientele. God damn. That's what it is. Yeah, PSA Hip Hop, man. Yo, my man, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't. The PSA, them PSA Hip Hop boys did not review Supreme Clientele. That's all I'm saying. But I know you love that though, and we're gonna give we're gonna give Lord Superb his flowers. We are, we have to. I'm giving Will's face and Rizzo his flowers. flowers. We're not I'm gonna, give he's on the album, but I'm, I'm giving Ghostface. I'm giving Ghostface and Rizzo their flowers. I wrote this on Donnie's it's a Roof. Ghostface album. What that nigga? I wrote this <laughs> on Donnie's Roof. What no go? That nigga Superb yeah. spit some fire on Supreme Clientele. I can't wait. To, yo, my nigga, I can't wait. When we dive into Wu Tang Forever, y'all niggas gonna have a lesson. Boy, y'all ain't ready for that type of smoke. The Wu Tang Forever lecture that they watch. I'm gonna tell you this right man. now. They, 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 not, they not gonna understand that that liquid swords deal. That's the one they yeah, really yeah, not what about gonna the liquid, uh, and let's, and I, uh, what about the liquid swords and, next? That's what and I niggas on right now. So, yeah, it was. And I'm and, and to me, doing liquid swords with you means everything to me. Facts. It's, it's very important. Any album, any album I can do with you before 1996 means everything. Oh, it's it's more yeah. important to me. Yo, anything. why? Why is it before 96, my guy? Why do you highlight number before 96? Let me guess. Because of the reason of a dog, huh? Ding, 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 right? Because of the whole, right? Yes. Nigga, relax, man. I did listen to music at 96 besides old, man. It's okay, man. Nigga here, man. That's what it is, man. Can't wait. Pop, man. Can't wait. Oh, you can't wait. I can't wait to just a two shit. I ain't gonna hold you though, man. That's what it is, man. Fuck with your boys, man. Y'all know the vibes. What? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 